Hello everyone, welcome. Today we're going to talk about Indian English. Many of my students they were asking me, "Sir, can you uh, make a podcast, a video, a session where you can make us more aware about the various nuances of Indian English?" So today I'm here with this episode to make you all aware about the phonology, the vowels, the consonant, the spelling, pronunciation and the suprasegmental features of Indian English. Let me start with the vowels. In general, Indian English has fewer peculiarities in its vowel sounds than the consonants, especially as spoken by the native speakers of languages like Hindi. The vowel phoneme system having some similarities with that of English. Among the distinctive features of the vowel sounds employed by some Indian English speakers are modern Indians, especially a minority of English students and teachers, along with some people in various professions, like the telephone customer service agents. They often speak with a non-vortic accent. Example of this include flower, pronounced as flower, never as never, and water as water. Some South Indians, however, like the native Telugu speakers, they speak with a vortic accent, but the a uh or the schwa becomes an a, ah, and an alveolar tap er is used for wa, resulting in water and never as water. and never features characteristics of north american english such as vorticity in our colored walls have been gaining influence on indian english in recent years as cultural economic ties increase between india and the us many north indians have an intonation pattern similar to hebono english which perhaps results from a similar pattern used while speaking hindi indian english speakers do not make a clear distinction between the a and the o Unlike the received pronunciation, that is, they have the cot cot merger. The diphthong a is pronounced as e. The diphthong o is pronounced as o, and diphthong e is pronounced as e. A may be more front a or central r. A can be more mid central a or open mid e. Most Indians have the trap bath split of received pronunciation affecting words such as class, staff and last. Though the trap bath split is prevalent in Indian English, it varies greatly. Many younger Indians who read and listen to American English do not have this split. The distribution is somewhat similar to Australian English and regional Indian English varieties. But it has a complete split in cultivated Indian English and standard Indian English varieties. Most Indians do not have the horse or horse merger. The following are some variations in Indian English resulting from not distinguishing a few words: pronunciation of a as o, pronunciation of a as e or e, pronunciation of o as ao, as a. So these are with regard to the vowel sound. Now let's come to the consonants. Some characteristics of the dialect of Indian English are similar to the RP or the pronunciation. The voiceless plosives pa, ta, ka are always unaspirated in Indian English like per, ter, ka, whereas in RP they are more aspirated. The spin is pronounced as pin in Indian English but fin in most other dialects. Pin In native English languages, the distinction between the aspirated and the unaspirated plosives is phonemic, and the English 
stops equated with the unaspirated rather than the aspirated phonemes of the local languages. The same is true of the voiceless post-alveolar affricate ch. The aspirated plosives are instead equated with the fricatives such as f or th or the. The alveolar stops English d, th are often retroflex like j and ch, especially in the south of India. In Indian languages, there are two entirely distinct sets of coronal plosives, one dental and the other retroflex. Native speakers of Indian languages prefer to pronounce the English alveolar plosive sound as more of retroflex than dental and the use of retroflex consonants is a common feature of Indian English. In the Devanagari script of Hindi, all alveolar plosives of English are transcribed as their retroflex counterparts. One good reason for this is that unlike most of the native English languages and Indian languages, Hindi does not have true retroflex plosives. We always feel that it has retroflex, but they don't have a true one. As was mentioned by Tiwari in 1955 and 2001, the so-called retroflexes in Hindi are actually articulated as apical post-alveolar plosives, sometimes even called retroflexes in Hindi, with a tendency to come down to the alveolar region. So a Hindi speaker normally cannot distinguish the difference between their own apical post-alveolar plosives and English's alveolar plosives. Languages such as Tamil have true retroflex plosives, however, wherein the articulation is done with the tongue curved upwards and backwards at the roof of the mouth. This also causes, in various parts of Uttar Pradesh and Bihar, the s preceding alveolar ch to elphonically change to sh. It means stop, stop, flap, flap. Mostly in South India, some speakers elphonically further change the voice retroflex plosives to voice retroflex flap and the nasal n to a nasalized retroflex flap although d occurs variably in languages like Gujarati and Tamil. Usually the aspirated voiceless dental plosives th is substituted for th in the north, it would be unaspirated in the south and the unaspirated voiced dental plosive d or possibly the aspirated version th is substituted for d. For example, thin would be realized as thin instead of thin for North Indian speakers, whereas it would be pronounced unaspirated in the South thin. Now let me go into some of the variations in Indian English. The rhotic consonant er is pronounced by most speakers as an alveolar tap, but may also be pronounced as a retroflex flag like a er or a ra or alveolar trill er based on the influence by the natives phonology or alveolar approximant er like in most varieties of English. Pronunciations vary between the rhotic and non-rhotic with pronunciations leaning towards native phonology being generally rhotic and others being non-rhotic. In recent years, rhoticity has been increasing. Generally, American English is seen as having a large influence on the English language in India. Recently, many Indians with rhotic accents prefer to pronounce words with arua or ah such as flower or fla are as opposed to the flower or the au in more non-votic varieties. Speakers with votic accents, especially some South Indians may also pronounce word final are as are resulting in water and never as water and never. Most Indian languages, including standard Hindi, do not differentiate between the v and the w. 
which is the voice labiodental fricative and the voice labiovelar approximant. Instead, many Indians use a frictionless labiodental approximant for words with wet are often homophones. South Indians tend to curl the tongue more for l and n. Sometimes Indian speakers interchange s and z, especially when plurals are being formed. Unlike speakers of other varieties of English who use s for the pluralization of words ending in a voiceless consonant, z for words ending in a voice consonant or vowel, and z for words ending in a sibilant. In case of the post-alveolar affricates, ch and j, native languages like Hindi have corresponding affricates articulated from the palatal region rather than post-alveolar and they have more of a stop component than fricative this is afflicted in their English. While retaining ng in the final position, many Indian speakers and the g sound after it when it occurs in the middle of English, hence a ringing. Syllabic l, m and n are used replaced by the VC clusters l, um, or ang as in button, button, as if a high wall precedes by l as in little. Syllable nuclei in words with a meter, meta, and meter. Indian English uses clear l in an instance like Irish English, whereas other varieties use clear l in the syllable initial position and dark l, which is the velarized l in coda and syllabic positions. The following are variations in Indian English due to a language contact with Indian languages. Most Indian languages, they lack the voiced alveolar fricative z. A significant portion of Indians thus, even though their native language do not have its nearest equivalent, the unvoiced s often use the voice palatal affricate j, such as with a Korean accent. This makes words such as zero and rosy sound as jiro and roji. This replacement is equally true for Persian Arabic loan words in Hindi. The probable reason is the confusion created by the use of Devanagari grapheme j for j with a dot beneath to represent z as in z. This is common among people with formal English education in Telugu, z and j are allophones. So words such as rosy, ozy become roji and words such as fridge become fizz. The same happens in Bengali as well. In Assamese, j and sh are pronounced as s and j and j are pronounced as z. Retroflex and dental consonants are not present and only alveolar consonants are used unlike other Indian languages. Similar to Bengali, v is pronounced as p and b in Assamese. For example, change is pronounced as sains, vote is pronounced as bhot, and English is pronounced as indis. Again in Assamese and Bhojpuri, all instances of sh are spoken like s and phenomenon that is also apparent in the English. Exactly the opposite is seen for many Bengalis. Inability to pronounce certain consonant clusters by people of rural backgrounds that with some Spanish speakers. This is usually dealt by an apprentice's example. Schools will become sakoon. Many Indians with lower exposure to English also may pronounce f as an aspirated voiceless bilabial plosive f. Again note that in Hindi Devnagri, the loan f from Persian Arabic is written by putting a dot beneath the grapheme for native f, f and f. 
This substitution is rarer than for the Z, and in fact in many Hindi F is used by native speakers instead of F, or the two are used interchangeably like P. Many speakers of Indian English do not use the voice post-alveolar fricative Z. Some Indians use Z or J instead of example treasure. In the South Indian varieties with sh as in show, example treasure or treasure. Now let's come to the spelling pronunciation. A number of distinctive features of Indian English are due to the varieties of English spelling. Most Indian languages, unlike English, have a nearly phonetic spelling, so the spelling of a word is highly reliable guide to its modern pronunciation. Indians' tendency to pronounce English phonetically as well can cause diversions from British English. This phenomenon is known as spelling pronunciation. In words where the digraph represents a voiced velar plosive, in other accents some Indian English speakers supply a murmured version g, for example ghost. Instead of saying ghost because the h is silent, no other accent of English admits this voiced aspiration. Similarly, the digraph w may be aspirated w or v, resulting in a realization such as rich, found no other English accent. This is somewhat similar to the traditional distinction between the w and the w present in English, however, wherein the former is w, whilst the latter is w. In unstressed syllables, which speakers of American English would realize as a schwa, Speakers of Indian English would use the spelling wall, making sanity sound as sanity instead of sanity. This trait is also present in other South Asian dialects, Pakistani and Sri Lankan English. The word off is usually pronounced with th instead of a v, as in most other accents. Use of d instead of t for the ed ending of the past tense after voiceless consonants, for example, developed, maybe developed instead of RP developed. Use of s instead of z for the z ending of the pool after voice consonants. For example, dogs may be dogs instead of dogs. Pronunciation of house as in house in both the noun and the verb instead of house as a noun and house as a verb. Silent letters may be pronounced. For example, salmon is usually pronounced with a distinct L, salmon. Now let's come to the suprasegmental features. English is a stress time language, both syllable stress and word stress, where only certain words in a sentence or phrase are stressed, are important features of RP. Indian native languages are actually syllable time languages like French. Indian English speakers usually speak with a syllabic rhythm. Further, in some Indian languages, stress is associated with a low pitch, whereas in most English dialects, Stressed syllables are generally pronounced with a higher pitch. Thus, when some Indian speakers speak, they appear to put the stressed accents at the wrong syllables or accentuate all the syllables of a long English word. Certain Indian accents possess a sing-song quality, a feature seen in few English dialects of Britain such as Scouse and Welsh English. Thank you so much for listening. I'll join you in the next episode. Take care and have a good day.